Hey, happy new year. Welcome back to Booze Nation, the podcast. It's New Year's Eve 2022 and another year has come and gone. And I hope this past year has been a good one for you all. I hope you've been safe and healthy. Uh, For me, I was back behind the bar and it had been almost two years since I had been uh, bartending. So it was a little weird, but uh, overall, it was a good feeling to be, you know, behind the stick slinging some cocktails. And I want to thank my guests of 2022 for taking their time to be a part of Booze Nation. So thank you, Frederick, Crystal, Sydney, Scotty Jeanette, Lauren, and Freedom. Thank you guys so much. And for my last episode of 2022, I'm switching gears a bit. I'm talking to my first DJ on the PCAST, Phrase Vader, Frazier. And uh, yes, I'm talking to the person that makes us want to move, makes us want to dance, the DJ. And you have to have a solid sound in your bar, in your establishment. That's really it for me. It is a make or break thing. If you don't have good music, I'm done. I'm out. And I met uh, Fraser, DJ Phrase Vader, this year when he was spinning at a bar that I work at, and I instantly loved his sound. It's soulful, it's groovy, it's funky, with a little bit of old school. So it was right up my jam. So cool. And this interview, you're going to hear a bunch of cackling in the background, which is me laughing because Fraser is pretty funny. Uh, so we're going to jump right into the interview. Hey, Fraser. Well, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. Thank you. How were they? They were cool. So like I'm out here in North Carolina. I'm stuck because of the Southwest debacle, but they were cool. I spent time with my family. My daughter came up. I got three grandkids, so they came up. I had two of them for a week, so <laughs> they didn't have school. So I was out here at my mom's house. Wow, that sounds that sounds really nice. Good for good for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fun it times. sucks about being stuck there with all of this. I mean, literally, what a shitstorm! What a Southwest shitstorm! This is terrible. Yeah, it is, and you know, it's funny at my job. You know, and I, you don't think about little things, right? So I'm talking to my my boss, and she's like, you know, what sucks? Like, think about people with animals, right? So you leave your animal for whatever, a couple of days, and then you get stuck. Some people have been stuck for like four days. I know. Like, you know, the poor dog or the cat or <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yo, let alone, let alone, I can't get back to my house and my bed. My neck is craving my pillow so bad. It isn't even funny right now. I mean, I love my mom. I love her house, but I don't, I don't have my bed here. So it's, it's a different story. You know what it's I mean? a whole different story. I agree with you 100%. I love my couch. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm looking to buy a new couch, actually. So I feel you. My couch is awful. Yeah. No, no, no. You need to get a new couch, a good yeah. couch. So, yeah, I know yeah. about missing missing things that you lie down on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Let's just jump into it. And I can't remember how long you've been in the Bay Area and in San Francisco. So I've been in the Bay Area for going on seven years. I've been in California for going on nine years. Mm-hmm. So I first moved to Monterey, lived there for two years. My my last partner was going to grad school and, you know, we lived down there. 
it was cool. Moved out from Atlanta, drove across country with my best friend. And, uh, you know, we, we saw America from Charlotte to, to California. So it was pretty cool. We did it in four days. So we did it really quick. Roll that into is, a- that's very quick. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and, and through that four days, we, we rolled into a, a, a Gypsy Jane like cannabis festival in Denver. When we drove through Denver, we hit it. We saw, we were like, you know, we, we looked it up, you know, thank God for the internet and all that stuff. Looked it up, saw what was going on. It was like, yeah, we went to the hotel. We split the room. And that night in the parking lot of the hotel, we saw uh, it was Too Short, E-40, Snoop Dogg, Warren G, and the Dog Pound. And it was dope. But like I said, and then from there, we woke up the next morning at 9 o'clock. We left and hit Vegas, drove through Utah, stayed in Vegas for the night, and then did California the next day. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow, what a lineup. I, yeah. I can't believe yeah. that. I drove, I drove cross-country as well. I didn't have that experience at all. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I, I yeah. did not i was actually just saying in like a lot of youth hostels so you're not yeah. gonna get that lineup at any youth hostel so no nah, no nah, not at all <laughs> <laughs> not at all yeah it's cool for me i loved it because i usually like to drive so seeing new parts of the country the only thing that sucked was kansas kansas was terrible i mean it was flat there was nothing you know we didn't see anything in kansas so but you know it, it was cool driving across cross country i agree i i recommend it so you've been California nine years. Mm-hmm. So you were definitely here through the pandemic. Yes. We are still in a pandemic for the record. Still, right. We are. Right. right. Yeah. We're not pandemic deniers. No, no. We're, we're still in it. I got a couple friends out here who just caught COVID, you know, third, <sighs> fourth time. So I mean, you know. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're still in it. So, but from like March, 2020, is when I kind of consider like, you know, like we went into lockdown. So you were definitely yep. in California in the Bay area for that. March 12th. I remember we had to walk yep. out the office. Yeah. And yep. then, so you were working nine to five or were you spinning or were you into music? It sounds like you do a lot of different things. So yeah, yeah. I'm that's yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place. Yeah. I was working, I was working nine to five and yeah, I remember on uh, March 12th, you know, you know, where you read, we read about some stuff on the 11th and stuff. It was happening. It was, it was going on, right? You know, uh, but on the 12th, yeah, an email came across, and then everybody was like, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta get out of here." And it was like, it was a calm panic, if that makes sense. And we yeah. were, we all walked out, and, and 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 you know, that's when all the the craziness started. You know, being in the house and the supermarkets and. As you know, as as the spring went on during that time, I live, I still do, in Redwood City, and we had the fires going on in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So there was the one morning, you know, my ex-partner and I woke up. It looked strange to me from the time I got, I was like, it's weird. But, you know, we got like, it was like a brownish orange curtain. So I was like, yeah, maybe it's no big deal. I opened it up and looked outside and in Redwood City, it was completely red, red, like it was like a red dawn. It was, it was the weirdest. It was, and it was like noon and it was just, it, it's so hard. I have a picture. I show it to friends out here on the East coast and they're like, what the fuck? It looks like a goddamn, you know, like a nuclear morning. And, and it was like that. I drove up to the, there's a, there's a reservoir up there. I drove up there and people were just out there and we were like, yo, this is bugged 
out. It, it was really wild. So yeah, but yeah, that whole summer and then yeah, know. that whole summer right. with the fires right. and the rolling blackouts and right. the pandemic. Oh my god, bananas! So when did you first start spinning? When when did you first start getting some gigs? Like the rest of my life, DJing has been all over the place. So uh, I first started spinning. I was six years old, living in New uh-uh. York City. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. Yeah, my DJ journey, right? So <laughs> I start. I started. I started there, and, and and when I say I started, my cousins used to do it, and I was born on an island, right, where my cousins were all seven and eight years older than me, right, and then my brother was six and a half years older than me. And cousins are his age and younger, so I was on an island. So I, you know, my cousins Anthony and Kenny, they'd be spinning, and I used to just be enthralled with the music. I mean, I'm six years old. New York City, this is 1979, 1980. Hip-hop is burgeoning. Just, it just, you know, it was brand new. My, my head's exploding listening to that. That is yeah. fun. It, it was amazing, right? So I remember DJing. They used to have a little, a little, I hope this don't get too far, but they're little girlfriends. I know were over there. And I remember Kenny had wired the speakers downstairs. They go downstairs and they had to watch me a couple of times. They're like, yo, you want to DJ? And I'm like, yeah. So I just be playing with the records, right? So that was my first foray into it and I spent a good times by chic, chic going back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't any good. So then, <laughs> then I moved upstate New York at about nine years old, 10 years old. And I didn't start DJing again until 17. My boy Roby got some turntables and he put it at his house. We started DJing at his house because a buddy of ours, they, they were his turntables. So we were using them. So I was like, you know what? I went to the pawn shop. I got two turntables, a busted mixer. You know, at 18, I moved out of my parents' house into my grandmother's. I was DJing there. I mean, I was DJing my parents' house too, but you know, it was annoying everybody. But yeah, so ever since then, man, I've been DJing now. It, it's it's going on almost 30 years, 26, 27 years. Okay. I love that whole entire story. I just want to clarify that your older cousins... Uh-huh. We're supposed to be like babysitting or watching you. And they're like, no, I'm going to go get busy with some girls. And yeah, then we like, got a girlfriend. Like, that's just a little, you know, a little makeout sessions when you're right. 14 years old. Exactly. You know, that type of deal. I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. I didn't give a shit. I was just DJing. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, I was cool. Right. It is. You were cool. They actually, you know, no one got in trouble. Right. right. You were yeah. occupying yourself and they got yeah. to go have a little makeout sessions. It's, right. a, it's a win-win. Yeah. It's a win-win for everybody. Right. You know, they're 14, 15, <laughs> you know, and they get to get the, the house, you know, because parents is working. They, they're watching me. Oh, yeah. We'll watch. Yeah. Y'all go out. So it's cool. But yeah, it was cool. I used to love going over my cousin Kenny's house because that's where the equipment was. And, and he used to they used to do their thing with it, man. I used to I used to look up to them. My cousin Kenny and Anthony, my cousin Anthony was like my favorite cousin. I used to look up to him like anything he did was the coolest thing in the world. So when I saw him DJing, you know, I didn't have a big brother. So he was my big brother. So I was like, yo, you know what? I want to DJ. So when it came back around when I was 17, 18, you know, I just, I did, I flowed right back into it. And I've always been, I've always been really close with music. My dad had a, a, a really dope record collection. And uh, when they used to play records on Saturday, you know, my mom used to play out Stevie Wonders. Now, why am I missing the name of the Stevie Wonder album, the classic Stevie Wonder? I'm terrible remembering names of anything. So, you know, and as a DJ, it's weird, but it, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, 
she used to play it every Saturday and we used to get it in and I used to sit there and just watch the record art go around. And that's how I would start recognizing what music, what, what was what, right? The art that was on the record, the art from the album covers. My dad had 45s, the whole nine. They they were 70s parents. So it know. was Songs in the Key of Life. Songs in the Key of Life. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Right. So albums, do you still have albums? Yeah, I still have a, a I have a pretty decent record collection. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know. I'm in an apartment and and I and I travel with my music. I have a couple crates here in North Carolina because I, I couldn't bring everything out and I brought them down with me. You know, I moved from North Carolina, I moved from New York to North Carolina when I was 20, 25. So I brought all my records down then. This is all before Serato or any of that. So I had my records, I brought them down, you know, and, and just took them wherever I went. And uh, yeah, it's you know. I got I got a good amount of records. A lot come from my pops. He's the one. My pops passed away in 2003 and uh, I got his record collection. My brother got some of his joints, too. But I was, a you know, my little brother, he used to DJ a little something. My other little brother, I, I have three little brothers. Two of them used to DJ because, you know, I was doing it. My youngest, who's here in North Carolina, he doesn't do it anymore. You know, he's got two turntables and, and a mixer somewhere in here. He doesn't, he doesn't DJ anymore. I don't know why, but, you know. He don't, he don't, he don't write. He was good. He used to do his thing. He used to blend and all that, you know, and they learned strictly from watching me and Uh then asking me the same way I learned and asking me, Hey, can I go down? And, and I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You know, don't scratch my shit, you know? So (laughs) such a big deal. Right. Such a big deal. Right. Right. They never did though. You know, the one thing about my brothers that I love, they never ruined any of my equipment. Never, never, never did. They were always, Super respectful of it because I mean my pops, my pops was the dude who used to be like, "Yo, don't touch my shit. It's my that stereo. Don't ever touch the stereo. It's mine. Don't touch it." So we were very, we knew how to take care of things, you know, growing up and stuff like that. So I didn't really have to worry about them doing that. So yeah, it was cool. It was it was real cool. Because I mean, it was a big deal to like you know put the needle exactly on the groove. I don't want to say that was an art form, but it was a big deal. You had to get that right. You know, it actually was an art form. You know, dropping the needle, that's mm-hmm. how, you know, when the, when the toast, when the DJs used to toast in Jamaica and they used to just drop the needle. You, and same thing with the beginnings of hip hop with Cool Hurt. You knew where to drop the needle. That was an art form. And you couldn't drop it like, you know, you, you had to, you had, your, your hand had to be steady. It wasn't none of this. <laughs> Those cats were never DJs. They didn't, they didn't, which we call it. They didn't pan out in the, in the art form too well. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, make, they didn't make it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that was such a big deal. I don't have any of my albums anymore. And I really didn't have a big album collection, but I just wish I would have kept them. But yeah. of course, you know, but, you know, I had a pretty big 45 collection. Ooh, nice. And I don't have that either. Oof, I know. It hurts. <laughs> it does. It, it does. What about what about your 45s? How many 45s do you have? So 45, you know what? That's the funny part. I don't, I've never counted my records. I've always, I lost like six crates of them because I, I used to live with this dude named Ray. Four or five. That's maybe four or five crates. I used to live with this dude named Ray. And I had my records down there and I moved back with my folks before I left for Charlotte. And I asked my brother to go get them and he never went to go get them. And, you know, so someone came up on four crates of like underground hip hop because I used to DJ in New York for from 1996 to 98. 
me and my buddies used to DJ at Vassar College Radio in the summertime, VKR. So we'd rock from midnight to about 5 a.m., 4 a.m., actually probably 4 a.m. But we had so much music and we used to play in underground hip hop. It was crazy. And, you know, it, so I, I don't know how many records I have. So 45s, that's my latest thing. And I blame, who do I blame for getting me on the 45 or getting me in? Doug, Doug Infinite. You know Doug? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, we know Doug. Doug, he's <laughs> the one. I remember he was like, yeah, you know, you got to get some 45s. I was like, yeah, I've never really been big into it. And then I went record shop with him once and he took me to this spot in San Mateo and you know I started getting some 45s I was like yo you know what this is perfect because it's small and so ever since then I've been really like kind of on a 45 kick so my 45 collection isn't crazy but it it's solid it's getting there you know what I'm saying I just bought some more two days ago I went to a spot out here in Charlotte called Repo Records and, 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 and hit up some 45s from them how many did you buy Oh man, this time around, uh, it's a, it was the second time I went. First time I went, I bought about eight, nine, maybe nine. This second time around, I bought about 12. So yeah, I came up on a little bit of something. Some All right. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm real selective on it. You know, I don't, you know, I don't like to buy a lot of music that people are like, oh, this person sampled this or this is where this is from. I do, but I don't focus on that i look for you know i like to find the 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 dope tunes that maybe you know you don't really you don't really hear too much or just the old soul from the late 70s early 80s that's my that's my jam for the 45s so i mean you know mm-hmm. there's a lot not a lot of people especially in the bay man there's so many people that do 45s out there so. what do you think is the biggest difference Mm-hmm. between spinning east coast and spinning west coast okay i will say this and it's probably i'm, I'm gonna be the pain in the ass new yorker right now go ahead it's it's new york new york is different from everywhere else the party is just different from everywhere i've been now that doesn't mean the shit on anybody else they get it in when i lived in charlotte we you know we used to have spots we used to go to and get it in in Atlanta, of course, they get it in down there. They they help redefine hip hop on a lot of levels, just from what came out of Atlanta itself. But I, yeah, New York parties, man, just crazy, man. Like from house music to you know to hip hop. I mean, I've been to so many different ones, man. Like you know, hearing unknown DJs, DJs like what the fuck? I don't know who this dude is. Like, but he's killing it, you know. You know, going to Wetlands, you know, on a Sunday night and, you know, where someone like Dead Prez is performing or, you know, we're, we're, we're just up in there or a place called the Vertigo. And there's just DJ. We don't even know who the fuck they are. And they just just killing it, man. It's just a I don't know. It's a whole vibe. It was a whole vibe. I should say I shouldn't say it is because I don't know what it's like there now. I don't you know. I've been away from there for a little while. But, you know, I'm always going to have my New York in me. I, kn- I know that I know they're getting it in somewhere out there. But like I said, you know, people party all over now. It's it's a whole different kind of world now because everybody, you know, everyone's connected. So styles are shared much quicker now. And, you know, people do their own thing, which is what I love about the Bay. The Bay got their own 
their own thing. It's funny. My boy asked me the other day. He was like, "Yo, what's it? Yo, so what's the vibe out there like with the music?" I was like, "Yo, this shit is wild, man." Because, you know, after living in the South for so long, you know, coming down from New York down here, it's very particular. You know, that southern the trap shit. That's what it is, right? And that infiltrated the whole country. Except in the Bay, you won't hear just the trap. You hear that 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 California shit. Yeah, that, that's what I, I dig, man. I love the authenticity of. Of areas. That's what I dig about the Bay. It's so authentic. They they got their own their own shit. Like, you know, I went to a show one time and I never heard of the cat. His name is Andre Nicotina. Got a whole fucking following of people out there singing this song. I'm like, yo, this shit, it was banging. That's what I'm sounds like, yo, this is what I'm talking about. Yo, it was dope, man. Like I said, so yeah, it was cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going that. for the rent, so you gotta reel my ass in. So I start talking about music. No, you can you no, know, this is it's all about you, it's all about your music. It's anything you want to say. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no censor here. But I do want to ask, do you have a song that you just won't play? They're like it's overplayed, you just can't stand it, you don't like what happens. I mean, I don't, you'll never hear me playing really any type of, not to say there's nothing wrong with whoever listens to this type of music, but you'll never hear me play like that Beyonce. She's like, we're get fucked up today. <laughs> I don't, me fuck with that. I don't, there's not, I don't, I wouldn't say there's this particular song, maybe a genre, like I'll never play that progressive house shit. Uh-huh. I don't fuck with that. And sorry if whoever does that, that build up. I don't fuck with that. I just like yo, that's just it's not a it's not party conducive to what I what I what I've come up with. Like I come from places where in the party we're all dancing. We're not watching the fucking DJ. DJ the DJ is supposed to be watching y'all dance. What do we what I'd be seeing people sitting there watching the DJ and these motherfuckers is up here like yeah and it's cool but I'd be like yo I guess that's where it is now, but what fun is that? I don't want to go to a DJ to be at a concert. I want to be up in there, you know, dancing with, you know, just dancing, having a good time, grabbing the drink, talking shit with people's, and, you know, and, and that's what it is. So, I mean, I guess that's just, that's the new age. I mean, I'm not, but but you won't catch me playing that shit. I don't never fuck with that, like, at all. So, it's a, that, yeah. Or any type of, I don't really fuck with country. I know a lot of people say that, but no, I, I don't really. Yeah, I don't I don't do that. And I don't do mashups either. That <laughs> mashup shit, I'm from the blend culture. It's called a blend, not a mashup. I'm not gonna take pickles and put marshmallows on top of the shit and mash it together just because I can. It's gotta <laughs> blend. It has to blend. You know, you gotta it's gotta be good. You know what I'm saying? Like a like an Arnold Palmer iced tea is good. It tastes really great. It's lemonade, it's iced tea, you know, let's do it, right? So, yeah, <laughs> oh blends. So much brilliance right there. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's like, you know, I know it's funny, you know, and and, and again, I, sometimes I try not to, make because I, I definitely come from the era of cats who are the old curmudgeons and just don't fuck with it because it's new and, and so on. And I try not to be that, but I don't, um, you know, I'm a DJ, yo, I, uh, I came up watching great people do it. I There's a whole shit ton of hours of practice that I put in on my own to try to get to where I am. I, I, I've, I've seen, I've, you know, you take little things 
from what you see DJs do and, 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 and you're like, yo, yeah, that, that'd be really cool and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I'm a, it just, I just like to put effort into it, man. And, and not to say that people don't put effort into it, but, you know, lots of people want to be DJs. Now I've been to a lot of, a lot of parties where celebrities and I won't name celebrities be like, yo, this person's DJing. And you get there, you'd be like, yeah, that person needs to fucking keep singing. Don't DJ. You're not a DJ. You're just up there, you know, either fucking whatever you're doing, man. Just stop, man. It's fuck. <laughs> stop it. Yo. It's not right. It's, kill- it's killing you. Right. It's killing me in the inside, yo. And I just paid $25 to see you do this shit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I should have paid $5 to see this shit. <laughs> right, yeah. That's that's you fair. Right. I mean, and, and it's and it's so, it, it, like, it's fucked up. I know for some cats, you know, they really get into it. it I heard it just elbow parties are dope because he's really, you know, and, uh, and Dion Cole, I, I heard his joints, you know, he's a house dude. He's from Chicago, you know, he do his thing. So he knows what you would call it, but. But some of the, some, some, you know, some artists be getting out there and I'll be like, yo, dude, you don't, who told you you could DJ? Like, what the fuck? Like, but damn, man, at least, at least get some years under your belt before you fucking, but whatever, they got to make money. Who am I, right? <laughs> Just don't go, Fraser. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have to go because you have to judge. No, no right. Exactly. The ju- Yeah. I'm the judgy dude sitting there just like, mm. all right. Let me find love and what song, whatever song is playing. Oh, speaking of Edris Ola, have you ever heard him sing? I haven't, but I imagine he can. I mean, I mean, it's okay. He he, he got a nice speaking voice, so I guess he could sing, right? He can't sing. It's okay. Really? Yeah. I mean, black British dudes are just cool, though. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's that bruv shit. They got everybody on that shit, boy. I love it. Yes. My Brethren out in the freaking at the UK. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. His yeah, it's okay. I he, he he should stick to the DJing. Okay. But you can get singing lessons though. You can get those, right? You get a singing coach and they can help you through that. So I mean, you know, I guess you could get a DJ coach too, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's not it's not the same thing. But again, you know, so I'm the old guy. Like, I, I, yo, you know what's funny about me being a DJ? I've DJed for so long. I've never DJed. You know, you see people use the CDJs. I've never, ever, ever DJed on CDJs in my life. Only turntables or Same. any type of controller. I've never, I don't know how. I, <laughs> if you put me in front of that shit, I'd be like, yeah, I, I don't know how to do it. And I, I need to learn it. I was going to get myself a controller next year in 2023 just to learn. I guess you got to learn it, man, because, you know, being a DJ is technology. So, you know, you got to be you got to be a technology forward person if you're a DJ. So I got to learn. That's what I'm going to learn in 2023. I'm going to get my ass on a pair of not CDJs. Some shits are expensive. Just a controller, like buy a little five hundred dollar controller and just and rock out and, you know, maybe travel with that as a as a as a thing in 2023 i love the 2023 speaking of 2023 so it's new year's eve mm-hmm. you're spinning give me your top 10 your top 10 songs that you're gonna spin. Uh, trace you know it's I, i'm telling you man you don't you 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 not met a lot of people like me in the sense that i don't i don't try to pre-plan that shit i just if i had to pick i would say i'm gonna rock something like roberto ruena 
Que Sepa, the remix. I'll rock, you know, another star, Stevie Wonder. Maybe One Way, I Didn't Mean to Break Your Heart. You know, like that solely stuff. Maybe a little bit of reggae music. It depends. You've been, we've been in the same spaces. Yeah. There could be, I could be in a bar DJing, and if I see three people dancing to what I'm spinning, I'm going to stick in that lane. And I'm going to rock to whatever they're dancing with. If we're at a bar, right? If I'm at a party, it depends on what the party's kind of grooving to or where I am. If I'm in the, if I'm in a, if I'm in the reggae space, I mean, you know, you got to play the classics. No, no, no. Bomb, bomb. You got to play, you know, just, you can dig deep into uh, the dance hall. There's so much music and dance hall, new and old. You know, I don't know. Leaders of New School International Zone Coaster Remix. I rock some Big Daddy Kane and I go getting old again. You know, some, I don't know. I'd have to. That's a good selection right there. I and I totally hear what you're saying. It's like each night's going to be different. Each yeah, different. Each vibe's different. The people are different. So I, you know, I get it. I just like to try and feel it. E, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. You know, you know, it depends on 45s or you know regular or Serato. Serato is crazy because you have like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand songs at your uh, at your fingertips, and you get paralyzed by choice at that point because you have so much to choose from. It's almost too much. Now, speaking of like the reggae and the dance hall, were you ever into any ska? You know, I got up on the ska late. So mm-hmm. in the uh, in the late nineties, I knew a couple of friends back up top in New York who used to rock with ska a lot. I used to work at my community college radio station too in the mid nineties. And like I said, you got cats who skate. They they're big into ska, and I was you know I'm half Jamaican, but I don't. I was never a big ska dude, but then I listened to, you know, you listen to the old school shit. That shit is dope. Like the Toots and the Matils. I used to love, I loved them from the time I heard them. Boy, I'll never forget. So it's, you know, ska music is just like, it's energy music. You know, I love it. You know, it's it's so dope. It's like, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like, it's almost, it's folky in, in, in ways, but it's, um, you know, with a lot of African influence. It's beautiful. I love, I love ska. Ska, ska is dope. The reason that I ask is because quite recently, Terry Hall mm-hmm. of the specials just died. And yes. I oh. I hadn't listened to the specials in years. Mm-hmm. I was really sad about that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people were sad. So sad. So many people were oh. just like hurt in the, in the music world. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's, and I, I was never a huge follower, but I definitely, from the people that I follow on social media, yeah, the influence was ridiculously powerful. And that dude was loved by everybody, yo. Everybody. Seriously. It's uh like I got a real Giles Peterson vibe from him. Like everybody, there's no one who had, they don't have a bad thing, they didn't have a bad thing to say about the dude. Like just just, just a part of he was a part of something great. I agree. I just was really shocked and really saddened about, yeah. about that one. How did he die? I read that he was recovering from an illness right. and then just did not recover. Damn. How old was he? 63. Wow. Young. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, to somebody who was in their twenties, that's not young, but it's young. I mean, whatever. Somebody in shit, someone who's 25 is ancient now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. These kids now, like, yo, you old as shit, and you're freaking 28 years old. Like, what? Not even 30 yet, yo. <laughs> I've never heard anybody complain more than a millennial. Yeah. Talk about, talk about curmudgeons. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. But you know what, though? Folks our age, we ain't going to go quietly, boy. Yeah, you just look at TV, boy. Good. God. <laughs> Everything is some throwback shit to the fucking 90s, yo. Everything, yo. It's hilarious, yo. I love it. We're not going to go quietly at all. But uh, yeah, it's interesting watching all, all of it kind of, you know, go full circle. But but I dig it, man. I dig. I, I really love how, you know, there's new torchbearers and and, and, and stuff like that and uh, you know the music scene is crazy i mean i'm i'm even a little bit into to the punk scene like not the scene but music mm-hmm. like i got a homie out here my buddy chris we're both new york giants fans and he was telling me he was like yo he was like yo the hardcore the punk scene he's like yo out in oakland san francisco is the shit right now i'm like word he's like yo it's crazy he's a south jersey dude yo <laughs> Irish Catholic South Jersey cat, and he, yeah, he's a. Uh, uh, he told me he was a. Uh, what did he do? He went to some show a couple years ago, and he was the uh, he was a uh, the 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 mosh pit dad and shit. He's some <laughs> young kids how to fucking be in a mosh pit. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even know that was a thing, yo. For real, he's like, yo. He was like, yeah, I was, you know, just some, I was the dad, yo, showing them what they, you know, you got your classic, you know, kick everything around you, then you got your push. I'm like, yo. And again, authenticity, man. I love it. This is, I think it's so dope, man. I love that people have their their own shit. I've always known people in the punk world. When I used to work at the radio station, a buddy of mine, Josh, he was big into it. You know, he taught himself how to beat the drums and he put me onto a lot of music. He's the one to put me on the Portishead back in the late 90s because I had never heard of him. He put me on to them, uh, Estero, all the, you know, because it was, you know, they kind of, they didn't come from the scene, but, you know, they they you know, kind of adjacent, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we used to have a really big punk scene. Really yeah. big. Apparently it's coming back. There's remnants. Now it's Oakland. Oakland has yeah. a big punk scene. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, it's it's something's coming back to San Francisco. Yeah. Um, where are you spinning in the city? How many places? Uh I'm only spinning at Victory Hall now. You know, since the pandemic, I used to spin up at Old Can up in Oakland with Torrance and the guys. But uh, they haven't really they haven't really opened up back yet. They're selling beer. I haven't opened up back yet out there. So, you know, where I can, I spin also every once in a while at Pops Bar, which I dig. Pops is dope. My boy Jeff does the the holdup out there every other Wednesday. And it's dope, man. He plays good music. So if anyone goes out to the holdup, Pops Bar. And I saw Pops Bar made the list of best bars in San Francisco. I saw that. And I'm actually really happy about a Pops Bar because for so long, that particular bar had a really terrible terrible reputation for skater assholes yeah fights all the time people bashing everybody with their skateboards mm-hmm. for no reason it was a terrible shitty fucking bar you could not have paid me a million dollars to step foot in that bar that's how right. terrible every right. fucking demon was so i'm happy that they've turned it around i like that spot i like the actual bar you know the layout cool little bar yeah the layout is dope yeah, it's really cool. Bartenders are all dope. But yeah, so that's, like I said, that's where I'm, I'm, I'm only really spinning to do a victory hall every Thursday, 6 to 10. But uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll I'll get out there a little bit more in 2023. I've always been, like I said, I, I get out there and I, I do a couple spots. I'm not really the, 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 the super residency clubby DJ. I don't do that anymore. I can't be, I fall asleep now DJing goddamn three in the morning, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the DJ old man up there knocked out DJ in a chair. It should just, <laughs> yeah, my back will start. 
People start hurting and shit. Crazy. It was amazing. Oh my God. Oh my God. So sure. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing Absolutely. this. Yeah, yeah. This is great. Um, I hope you make it back to California. Yeah. You know, I hope that happens. Right. Shit. I'll be hitchhiking with my fucking 45s cross country and shit. Yeah, so I hope you make it back. Again, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for the invite, Trace. This is awesome. I want to come back. I want to be back in 2023 and we'll see what's going on. To 2023, Fraser making it back to the West Coast. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Okay, well, we will talk soon, Fraser, and again, Happy New Year. And that's it. I'm still laughing at this one. Thank you again, Fraser. And, you know, maybe if Fraser makes it back to California, we'll have an update about his journey. So, God, good luck, Fraser. And uh, just to remind you, Booze Nation, the podcast is on Instagram at BoozeNation underscore podcast and on Twitter at BNation the PCAST. We'll see how long I'm on Twitter or how long it still exists since Spoiled Man Baby took it over and ran it into the ground. What an accomplishment, Elon Musk, you douche. So please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. Thank you. And if you've made any New Year's resolutions, good for you. I never do, but I hope it works out for you. So have a safe and happy New Year's. Bartenders working tonight. Hopefully there aren't too many amateurs. And may you make a lot of money. See you in 2023. And remember, please tip your bartenders. (laughs) 